Sounds like some weird ass sex line. Mm. Now close your eyes and wiggle your dick. Oh, <laughs> in I was, my mouth. <laughs> I was thinking more of the meditative ones where they're like, "Now close your eyes." What? This is this How is a dream podcast. <laughs> Think of your days and your worries. Let it roll off your chest. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like yoga. Oh, yep, that's probably what it's called. <laughs> Welcome, friends. <laughs> You need to not talk like that. <laughs> uh, welcome to Stream Queens, bitches. This is episode 10. Wowee! Wowee! Wow, wowee! We are going to discuss potentially the best breakup movie that was ever created. Yes, absolutely the best breakup movie. By the way, uh, Jizka is back. Oh, we call you Jizka now here? <laughs> Jessica is back with us. <laughs> Twinsy, Twinsy is hanging out tonight. We I are going to talk about. Sad. Yeah, nothing so mad, but that's fine. <laughs> oh no, that was a whole college phase. Really? I thought it was just like on the spot. Oh hell no! We've called her Jizka for over a decade, which is unfortunate. Truly, that it is, is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to jump right in here. Well, first of all, I want to let you bitches know, I suffered a concussion, and so this was quite a challenge to watch a movie and take notes when I was uh, not allowed any TV time. We've had quite the year. <laughs> we have both fallen. Quite the year. It is literally January. Yep. It is the 15th. We have survived 15 days in this new year, and we both died. Fucking barely, though. <laughs> Fucking barely. All right, so I'm going to get us started here with my best friend's wedding. This movie came out in 1997. I was three years old. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> With oh, this, boy. we'll start with the synopsis, and I'll okay. go into fun facts. So Sounds the good. Synopsis: Lifelong friends Julianne Potter and Michael O'Neill made a deal to marry each other if they were still single by age twenty-eight. Now, four days before Julianne's twenty-eighth birthday, Mike O'Neill announces that he's marrying a gorgeous twenty-year-old named Kimberly Wallace. Suddenly, realizing that she's actually in love with him, Julianne vows to stop the wedding. At all costs. You answered one of my questions. What was the question? They talked about college and stuff. I was how, like, how old is this bitch? She was so she's twenty eight. They were sophomores in college when they made that. They like had one hot month. But yeah, then, no, but no, then no, Cameron no. Diaz. I met Cameron Diaz. Oh yeah, yeah. bitch is only twenty. They mention it once. Yeah. I was like, why does she look like such a baby? And then she's like, I'm going to quit school. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Are you in college? Anyways. Hey, <laughs> high school. She was in high school. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> How to catch a predator. <laughs> Dateline. Dateline. <laughs> Jesus. So my fun facts. Fact number one. It was the eighth highest grossing movie in 1997. How? <laughs> Uh, there's a Chinese remake from 2016. Wait, what? <laughs> I really want to watch it. We should. Put the <laughs> subtitles on. That'd be really funny. Drew Barrymore almost played the role of Kimmy. Mm. 
Oh. Interesting. I think that would have been really interesting. I think Cameron Diaz did a really good job, I, though. I'm so excited. Oh. Wedding. <laughs> is that your, is that your, are you Kimberly? That's my Drew Barrymore impression. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Accurate. Thank you. Number four. Test audiences hated Robert's character so much that they actually wanted her dead. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> Director PJ Hogan revealed that viewers didn't like how Julianne tried to sabotage Michael and Kimmy's big day and would rather she die than have a happy ending. <laughs> Whoa. That's fucking crazy. Okay, like, I was upset with some of the things she did, but I never wished death upon her. It's, yeah. People are fucking nuts. That's so I funny. I was like, was this a group of middle schoolers? Fuck her. Fuck her. She broke her heart. Number five. During the helium scene, I love this scene. Oh, it's so funny. The song Dead Brothers. Sorry, I'll continue. <laughs> the song being sung was Annie's song by John Denver. Denver would die in a plane crash a few months after the film's release in 1997. Shit. Oh, it's such also, a good song. It's also not sings Country Road. I know. Take me, Take home, me home to, to the, the place, place I belong. West Virginia. We're just gonna sing. Okay, that's it. Yeah, we're just gonna. That's the podcast now. Okay, bye. We're just gonna sing movies into the mic the whole time. That's that's it. We sing movies now. Yeah. Okay. Wait, those are called musicals. Oh shit. Oh fuck! It's already done. It's already been done. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking dumbass. (laughs) Drink drink more wine. I know. I need to catch up to you guys. I'm like. Uh, t- Jess and I hit a happy hour before this, so welcome. My favorite place. Fuck you guys. Sorry, Mick. We're we love- getting yelled at by children while you were drinking beer. <laughs> She's getting dick slapped. She just mentioned my children. children. <laughs> Please don't make me lose my job. <laughs> to catch a predator. No. no. <laughs> I'm so gonna get fired. Yeah. God damn it. It's gonna be like investigation and shit now. <laughs> Thanks, Rianne. <laughs> Number six in my final fact. Julia Roberts handpicked Cameron Diaz and Dermont for their roles. Oh. Shut up. Yeah. Wait, so she, she had that much say? Mm-hmm. Was she like a producer or something? Or? I, she was just the star of the film. Julia Roberts had like quite the upswing in the 90s. Yeah, she yeah. did. Because, so the other one that we have to watch that you haven't seen is Aaron Brockovich. Yes, I've not seen Yes. That. Which I feel like I need to save for more of a political, well, I mean. We, we have an election this year. I know, it was like we're getting, we're coming up to an election and I think that's when we're going to hit it. What about, um, uh. Runaway Bride. Did you watch that? Mm-mm. Oh, that's another one. We'll have to do that, too. Okay. That's a really good... You'll love that one. We don't have to... I mean, you just have to I see I have it. seen Pretty Woman. That's... Oh, good. One. That one is a fucking gem. We have the opening scene, which isn't even an opening scene. What it's, the fuck? It's a full-on dance routine of, like, a bride and her bridesmaids. It's Honestly... so cute. I wish I was high during that, because I was like, What? I said nostalgia. Oh my god, I can't. The wedding dresses. So bad. I would have killed the bride for making me wear that, but it was also kind of cute. I just got really excited for all the 90s wedding wear that I would see in this movie. Yes. I was like, dear god. This is gonna be fucking phenomenal. Yes. Her veil was so gross. It was so bad, but she was so cute. I, I don't even know who that actress was, but she was so, the playing that little bride, I love uh, a bride that would want to choreograph a wedding party opening. Mm -hmm. I get that it was an opening to a movie, but please 
for the love of Christ, somebody invite me to a wedding where I get to be choreographing a dance in the beginning. No. Alice, you are getting called out right now. <laughs> Alice, we want to choreograph dance. I love you. Make it happen. My <laughs> note for this is still don't understand why that was the opening, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I also, at this point, had to point out the two most common facts about this movie for me. Mm-hmm. Had this soundtrack through middle school and high school, still one of my favorites. My go-to breakup movie, also same with Jess. I watched this movie through some of the worst breakups that I've ever had. And it is therapeutic. It is. It is. It truly is. I, that's not my breakup movie. No. <laughs> what is your breakup movie, though? We talked about this. Um, 500 Days of Summer. Oh, fuck. Oh. Or, um, and show is How I Met Your Mother. Wait, can we, can we talk about, there's a connection here. Yeah. So we've got 500 Days of Summer, which mm-hmm. has Zoe Deschanel, who we fucking love. Oh. Yep. She's like, damn queen. Damn queen. And in New Girl... Yes, yes, Dur- yes. Dermot yes, is yes, actually yes. one of her boyfriends. Yes. yes. I was, that's the, yeah, that's the only place that I know him from is from New Girl. God, he's so sexy. hot guy that Nick's, like, in love with. Oh, my God. Oh, he's so sexy. He looks better with gray hair. Just want to put that out there. Ugh, I don't know, honey, because, like, fuck. There are some parts in here where I'm, like, soaked panties all uh, over again. <laughs> no. Definitely, I like the grizzled, old, suit-wearing, rich guy on New Girl. I'm into it. I, you know what? I'm into it. And we're going to get into that, too. So our opening scene, I call the chef scene. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Jules is a successful independent food critic. Over dinner with George, she reminisces about other relationships from her past, her brief romance and long-term friendship with Michael O'Neill, this freelance sports writer. Uh, Jules and Michael were such good friends that they made a serious promise to each other that if neither were married before they turned 28... They would marry each other. So what are your thoughts when you kind of see this part? It's like this crazy chef thing. There's people in the back like, I will murder your family. Yeah, I wrote that quote. <laughs> oh, my God. I literally thought, what the fuck did I do at 28? I know. I said, motherfucking Julia Roberts in her motherfucking power suit. Yeah. Power suit. They had the pussiest wine pour at their dinner. <laughs> That's what I noticed. I was like, there's no wine in there. What Fucking, are you doing? you know you're from Minnesota if you talk about not enough wine. You know you're a Midwestern, Min- Midwestern. white woman when you're like, mm, they need more wine. <laughs> I love how it's just this super intense moment, but Jules is just like, she's been doing this for years and she's 28. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck you. Yeah. First of all. At 28, I was still passing out fucking blackout drunk on a couch somewhere. I'm not even 28 yet. <laughs> Still doing it. No, girl, I was hella married. Oh, Jess was Rip. hella married. Rip. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> Don't get married at 22. That's the that's the tale. Wee. If you do, watch this movie when you're 31. It, it will make a lot more sense. Um, have you, Did you guys ever have, like, a best guy friend or... Like, yes. Have you yes. thought about doing this pact with? But also, like, even the phone call, I said, oh my god, why aren't they together? I know. Because, like... He's like, mm, I need my best friend. Hello, well, and that's what I—that's what I put. So, yeah. you know, we've got Julia Roberts, and she's super confident, and obviously very much seen as like this mm-hmm. this powerful woman in her career. Which I was like, yes, bitch, get it. Obviously, she not eats true for food for a, a living. living. Also, goals, right? Hashtag goals. Yes, I want to eat food for a living, and then write about it, and then fucking write about it. You know what I was doing at twenty eight with food? Binge eating, and. <laughs> Like, that's somebody, like, that's something that someone who is, like, in their 50s and, like, the top of their career gets to to do. do. Yeah. I still eat chicken nuggets every night, so. 
Chicky nuggies. We should really just start critiquing our own food choices. <laughs> I ate queso and chips for dinner. <laughs> I, I'm going to write this up as greasy yet satisfying. Salty, rich, and just right. <laughs> I feel like that's Dermont's dig. <laughs> Ew, salty. Deep, rich, and just right. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew, David. Ew. <laughs> okay. So okay. she's she's with George, and they have this moment at the restaurant. But then we get to the hotel. Jules receives a call from Michael, who tells her he has met this special someone, Kim Wallace. Kimmy! The daughter of a billionaire baseball team owner. Michael is madly in love with Kim, but asks his best friend to visit him in Chicago to hold his hand through the wedding. Can we talk about the phone that he called on? Yes. Um, that thing was a fucking about, brick. Yeah. Can you talk about uh, that you can get voicemails from your cells to your, like, home? Did you notice that? She was, like, checking her answering machine. Oh, oh she was. Yeah, well, here's the mm-hmm. thing. And I think you can still do this today, like, on your work phones. Oh. You can dial a certain mm-hmm. number. Mm-hmm. Try this. You can dial your work number. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can listen to the voicemails. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I barely listen to them at work. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely getting fired. But this is where we hear about the sophomore year at Brown, one hot month, best friends ever since. And Michael, the one thing that pisses me off, which I know he meant as a friendship and was endearing, he said, oh, hey, beautiful. Okay, don't. You can't. Uh, as someone that's been on that other end, like, in love with their best friend, you cannot say shit like that. You can't that. say shit like that. And then he's like, you're not returning my calls, whatever. And she goes, I don't know, my machine's eating my messages. I was like, such a 90s Yes, it is. Okay, but I'm just going to say it, and I'm going to say it a thousand times throughout this. Her fucking hair in this movie, I want Goals. it. Goals. I want it. I've always loved red hair, and it's just like this big, curly. Goofy, curly. And I'm like, if my hair could grow long, it would look like that. But it, She's yeah. like the 90s Medusa. Oh, I just loved it. Also, can we talk about how they, they're having a four-day wedding yeah. celebration? Yeah. Because and they the, called it traditional? What is that? The fucking Wallace family. That's exhausting. Which shit. is, of course, you need someone who's known you forever to, like, walk you through that. But she gets this phone call, and she's like, remember when we made that, like, packed about when we were 28 because it's like a couple days before yeah, her 28th so she birthday thought that she was gonna get proposed to. she thought he called what? to be like let's run away to tucson wait pause it was right before her 28th yet nobody ever celebrated her 28th birthday throughout all this uh, i guess apparently she they're not like us the wedding yeah but isn't that a little fucked up i think so i think the writer of this movie forgot that it was supposed to be her 28th birthday <laughs> <laughs> he's just like oops <laughs> missed that plot completely <laughs> oopsies I put this in before realizing that I also said that he had called her a bunch, but I said, why did he wait to invite her until it was less than a week away from the fucking wedding? Oh, he was calling her also, repeatedly for yeah, a while. That's kind of on her for not answering. What exactly. And she didn't she didn't really care about missing those phone calls till she knew that he was getting married. Right. And then she's like, oh, maybe I actually need you in my life. Oh, God. She says she's got to break up the wedding. She's flying out to meet him in Chicago. Okay. That plane was real close to the highway on that one scene. Uh-huh. When she's driving to the airport. I uh-huh. did not like that. She fucking ruined no, it for you. I was like, Ugh. Also, I said her hair again. Ugh. He, he meets her at the airport. So Jules is shocked to hear the news, right? So she suddenly becomes desperate to win Michael back for herself. She travels to Chicago to meet Chicago. Kim. Chicago. She meets Kim. Yeah. 
and realizes that she really is the perfect girl, but that makes her despise her even more. Yes. Yeah, my first note is, oh, handsome friend is from New Girl. <laughs> I said, I said, we see Michael. Damn Dermont Daddy. Yeah, he's pretty hot. Oh, even that scar. I want to know where he got that fucking scar on his lip. You guys, I'm not going to lie. He was probably one of my very first crushes. Oh, yeah. Hands down. I still think he's hotter. New girl's an old grizzled man. I do like the silver fox mm. look. That, that's great. Yes. Honestly, still would fuck. <laughs> 100%. We meet Kimmy, and again, she. I just said she's the perfect little preppy, I said baby. But also she asked um, Jules to be her maid of honor. She said, I never had a sister. So while Kimmy's driving, Michael and Jules go back to her place. And she shocked, uh, she shocks Jules by asking her to be her maid of honor. So fucked up. Because her bridesmaids are her only two cousins under 40 and they're vengeful sluts. (laughs) Same. What the fuck does that even mean? What's a vengeful slut? Don't know, but it kind of sums them up, honestly. <laughs> we'll leave them later. <laughs> they're, and they're so fucking southern. Where are they from? I know, from Nashville. They said so. They're like, my two cousins from Nashville. Oh, my vengeful God. Sluts. Vengeful sluts. That's not how Cameron Diaz sounds like. <laughs> We're going to pretend that's it's her voice now. That it is. <laughs> this movie actually made Cameron Diaz kind of like the golden girl yeah. of, of movies. Her because this is so gross in this. It is, but it's so 90s. But it's like, it's, she's she's like the perfect, adorable, little, rich peanut that people just fell in love with. Yes. People fell in love with her through this movie. And honestly, rewatching it, I did too. She's like pretty innocent. Oh, she's just so she sweet. She just wants everyone to be happy. Exactly. Exactly. So she drives them. We have this conversation about the bridesmaids and the maid of honor. Next thing we see, the maid of honor dress. Okay. It was so bad. Okay, I actually loved that dress. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes, I still dream about that dress. Why? <laughs> it's adorable. I, I'm talking about her high waisted underwear more than anything. Like, Ooh, I, I also, I those. also loved those. <laughs> I want a pair of those. Really. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Somebody I'll find this lingerie. lingerie and buy it for me. She, was she just wearing that like underneath, like the whole movie? Dresses? Yeah. It was cute. Though. That's all I pictured. The rest of the movie was her high waisted underwear. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but then he's like. You look really good without clothes on. Oh yes. Sorry. So I, I no. I, jump in ahead I totally. I marked that down too. So I, we see this maid of honor dress, and what I think we need to point out because I just really relate to Jules in this. She's saying uh, Michael has has kind of added in his in his take. So told Kimmy about what she's like and what she doesn't like and things like that. And so she tries on this dress, and they're saying. I don't know. I f- she's like, aren't I supposed to wear what the other bridesmaids are wearing? Mm-hmm. And Kimmy says, you wouldn't be comfortable unless you were distinctive. Oop. Oop. Anything that's assumed to be a female priority is something else that she wouldn't like. And I just put, sir. <laughs> <laughs> she needs a cigarette uh, and a break from this whole stressful situation of also now being a maid of honor. Yep. And she rips the dress wide open. That's some shit I would do. <laughs> 100%. So she's, Absolutely. so this is what you're talking about. She's calling George in her black lingerie. <laughs> George. Oh, George. George. He's a sweetie. To vent about how perfect Kimmy is as uh, Michael comes in to drop off her maid of honor dress. And that's when he says, you look really good without clothes on. Why would you say that when you're getting married the week of to your best friend? I don't know. So because problematic. 
he still has feelings for Jules. We see this off and on throughout the entire film. The whole fucking movie. Sounds good. <laughs> and she's, again, on that fucking brick phone. I know. Just, the phone's so bad. Just, she's toast and has to close one-on-one flap, but two flaps on the phone. <laughs> Did you notice it has a case on it? And I'm like, that fucker would not break even without a case. <laughs> like, you could throw it on the ground. That's the be Nokia fun. before the Nokia. Yeah. That was probably the first Nokia. That was bad. Probably. That was a bad phone. I was like, that... I was like, where does she keep that? It can't fit anywhere. Like, you can't just sneakily store that in your purse. You could, but you wouldn't have a very small purse. <laughs> no. It would take up the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> Kimmy and Jules are in the elevator, right? So this is the next scene after mm-hmm. that. And Kimmy reveals that Jules wins. He's got you on a pedestal and me in his arms. The elevator opens and the family just goes, oh, look, it's the bride and the woman she'll never live up to be. Jesus. And then she runs into a platter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was just so weird how open they all are. Like, oh, yeah, you're the girl that, like, he wants to marry. Part of me really appreciates that, though, where it's like, no, I really do. It freaks me out. Okay, why do you appreciate it? it? Like, the family sees Jules, and they understand how special she is in this person's life. And then, like, they're not afraid to confront that. I feel like that's a really cool thing. Except for they're really snotty about it. And somehow this poor little 20-year-old, little preppy little Bobby just goes Mm. like, yeah, everything's fine. I love him. And they're in the elevator and things, Uh and she says, the the socks in the bathroom and this and that, and I just can't handle any of him. But he sure can kiss. Like, she loves him so much that she's willing to deal with his flaws. But Jules takes it as like, but I take him for his flaws. <coughs> yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. That good good takeaway. Right. Wow, look at you. Oh my god. We're like true movie credits. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next one is sports ball. Yep. Sports ball. <laughs> oh my fucking you know god. So the ballpark. Jules shows up to the ballpark. Why is she grabbing the beers for everybody? Because she okay, so hear me out on this. She sees Michael and the groomsmen, the, the guys of the family, who's ever there, and she wants to bro out because she wants she wants him mm. to see what he's missing. Mm. Uh, and so they're having this moment, and Michael explains that he loves Kimmy because she doesn't pull back from that PDA in public. And Jules just keeps like, God damn, I can do that. Like, I, I, I can get down with the ecky love stuff. Like, she just mm-hmm. she's trying to bro out to be like, I'm what you're missing, and this isn't the right choice for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me help you with that. Michael, you unwittingly imply that I'm clumsy. Yeah, I was confusing you with somebody I used to know, Julianne Potter. This is Hank and Eric from Sport Magazine. Hello. Nice to meet you. They're kind enough to give me a job. Hi there. How do you do? And, and uh, this is Walter, my father-in-law. Future father-in-law. Thank you. If he gives you any grief, you come and see me. And this guy you know. Papa Joe. I told him he should make a best man to Island, but had to go with his baby brother. Mm-hmm. Best looking guy in the room. Great to see you. Hey, that'll do. Scotty, Scotty, that'll do. <laughs> Sorry. Now remember, it is the duty of the best man to dance with the maid of honor. Dance. You can't dance. When did you learn how to dance? I've got moves you've never seen. You're an imposter. What did you do with my best friend? Huh? I'm still your best friend. 
just haven't seen you for a while. Shouldn't do that, but also her outfit is fucking bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. She also kissed, like, straight up kissed his dad on the mouth. I know. What's with, she kisses so many people on the mouth in this movie. Just I know. Just like, New, New Yorkers? I don't know. 90s? <laughs> Julia Roberts in general. She do whatever okay. the fuck she wants. Fucking Julia Roberts going, I got moves you've never seen. I literally sh- just wanted to, like, yeah. shit myself. I'm in love with her. I literally thought, Julia, show me those moves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, because she says, you know, again, trying to win him over. I'm still your best friend. You just haven't seen me in a while. Uh, she tries to explain that she's it changed. It makes me so uncomfortable because... I feel like all of us have been her at one point. Fuck yes. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, there's been a few. (laughs) Not even a friendship, but just like a relationship. A relationship where you're like, no, but choose me. Cause like, I've got it. Like I am the person you want. Even though I'm not. Even though it wasn't good and everything worked out fine, but you were psycho at the time. (laughs) Beautiful. That's going to (laughs) be. But for real, like, it's just, I was just watching it, and I was cringing, I was like, oh, God. I know, I know, I know. So bad. And you just love her so much. Thanks, we do for love. Love. Damn, just like the bass line on that (laughs) (laughs) So the next thing we see, because of course, Kimmy discloses to Jules because she's so sweet, and she's just like, wants her to love her also keep her at arm's distance because like keep your enemies close Mm -hmm. but she also just has faith that michael has picked a really good best friend and so Mm -hmm. she wants to be friends and she discloses that she hates karaoke (laughs) because they talk about how oh yeah michael and i used to always do these karaoke bars and bullshit and Mm -hmm. so of course what does jules do but sneakily take them to a karaoke bar I said, this is, this looks like Michaela's dream bar. Dude, I was just going to say, I want to do karaoke so bad. <laughs> I want to go to karaoke bar where all you do is sing karaoke and people just like hype you up no matter how terrible How you terrible sing. you are. Yeah, no, that's one of my notes is I want to go to karaoke bar so got it. I've never done karaoke. What? Yeah. Never Bitch. done karaoke. Yeah. I would sound like Kimmy, but eh. I'll do it. I mean, I would too. If I'm drunk, I'd be like, Sir, I did get up on stage during Homegrown. Dallas, you were there with me, you... (laughs) I was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I went up at Homegrown because he's like, oh, I need someone to sing this with me. And I'm like, fuck it, I'll go up and sing Oh, shit, yeah, you did. So, like, that's totally my shit. The one thing that was really difficult for me in this scene, not only did Jules plan this, which is a little bit vindictive, she is talking about conversations that she knows Mm -hmm. is going to kick Kimmy out. And so she says things like, Remember that time we were fishing on that pier? And they're like, fishing? French kissing? Fishing? And they're laughing hysterically. And she's like, I, I love Florence. Like, she's just... Made me so mad. She's just trying so hard. And she's so sweet. Then she starts singing. And I just said, yikes. <laughs> it was pretty bad. How did, also, she, how did she fake such a bad voice? <laughs> because we all know that she can actually yeah, sing. I I, yeah, that's what I said. She I was, said she tried really hard to be a bad singer. And I felt so bad for her because I was like, you suck, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, I would have walked out of there if someone made me yes. sing. Because it's not for everybody. No, like, and the, but then she held it together and I was like, you goddamn queen. I didn't know the song, by the way. Just don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> okay, I have you guys sing it to me. <laughs> we got you, we got this you. This is when we found out she was a college student because I said, wait, is she a college student? Because they were talking about her quitting school. And I was like, I, so he's 28 a real big difference it is and especially super young especially for that maturity yeah and she's in college still 
And so this is what you're talking about. So we've got Jules and Michael on the stairs because, so they send Kimmy home in that cab. Mm -hmm. And those two get hot dogs and talk about the upcoming wedding. Uh, She also plants the idea that Kimmy's dad likely wants to offer him a better job near home. So she's already got this plan figured out in her head about how I'm going to stop this, which again, super shitty. But I love how he was like, you seemed shocked about the wedding. And she's like, yeah, a little, Mm -hmm. a lot. I fell off the bed. (laughs) (laughs) That explains the thump. (laughs) She talked with her mouth full in that scene that really bothered me. I loved it. I think that was so natural. Again, it looked really natural. Every day coming up to you talking with their mouth full. Like, it makes me want to die. I'm like, please choose your, chew your food before you talk to me. Honestly, fair. <laughs> Guys, I sound like the worst, like, caregiver ever. No, you're fine. <laughs> How many kids are you in charge of? 70-ish. That's why you hate them. Ooh. It's fair. I love them. But she does explain, she, she says, you know, Kimmy is putting her career on hold mm-hmm. to follow you around in this dumb job. And he's like, oh, my job never seemed dumb to you before. And she said, well, it doesn't now, but her father owns the socks and the and cable sports. Yeah, that's a little fishy, fishy. And she's 20, you know? Like, she's like, 20? She, she's a baby. She doesn't even know her life yet. Fuck, you got married at 22, and I, I didn't know. think you knew your life. I was just going to say that, like, God, I would like to see a sequel of this and their divorce because exactly. there's no way that this lasted. I'm no. sorry. Why is a 28-year-old hanging around a 20-year-old? Exactly. Like, I don't... It freaks me out. It, it truly does. does. She can't even, like... Well, she can't even drink at her wedding. No. It's fucked up. Ow. Fuck. Right the badge? No, I just, like, sat wrong on my leg. Oh, God. That hurt really bad. <laughs> Michaela just tore her vagina wide open. Uh. On my carpet. Ow. Like she's birthing something. Oh, my God. I keep sick cross <laughs> What happened? Oh, no. Sorry. Oh, God. I almost knocked over. I'm just a fucking hot mess. Okay. I'm good now, guys. All right. You Don't ready? Worry. Jumping back in here. And here... <gasps> Here's what happened. Okay. So we talked about how there's this whole daddy probably wants to offer you a better job. Being a pot stirrer. Stirring that pot. The next scene we see, I called it picking out the plates. So they're trying to get stuff ready for the wedding, which, bitch, why has this stuff not been planned already? It just stressed me out so bad. All the last minute shit, like four days before while you're supposed to be celebrating. I was like, what are you doing? Dude, if I got at a four day wedding and it was four days before my wedding, I'd already be fucking drunk. Yeah, the whole time. I would have been drunk five days before that wedding. Fuck yeah. yeah. Jules talks to Kimmy about offering Michael a job in her dad's company. So they're talking about, you know, maybe Michael doesn't really even love his job. Mm -hmm. This could be really good for him. Maybe it's only six months. By then you're settled, you're comfortable, everything's good. And then you just get to live your lives and you don't have to leave mom and dad. And she's thinking, fuck yeah, I deserve to have a life too. So that was just kind of this brief moment that we had. But also, she does deserve to have a life, too. Exactly. That's she, why you don't get married in your 20s. Yeah, I just was confused in that whole plot line. She was, was giving like, up everything for him. I know, but then I was like, but why is he getting so mad that she wants a chance to keep her life? Like, I was just so confused. I was like, I don't understand what's happening here. Wait, you guys, I just had a realization. Yes. Is he kind of a creepy dude? Yes. yes. So he's this older guy. Who doesn't have what people would call an adult job. Which I thought was like, I feel like sports writers are, it's like an adult. I don't know, it's cool, whatever, but like he's not stable, I think is what they're saying. True, like he's not true. staying somewhere stably. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Stably is now. It is now. Dictionary. Mm-hmm. What up? What up? 
<laughs> and so thinking about it now, he's kind of preying on this 20-year-old who comes from a rich family. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Yeah. So that he can take advantage. And he's connected to sports. That's why I was like, this whole thing because is the dad, fucking the dad squishy. fucking owns yeah. the socks, so yeah. he's just making his oh way on my in like God. a goddamn creep. Yeah, and that puts a whole different spin on this entire story. We just made this movie go real dark. <laughs> oh, but he's still so hot. Love me, daddy. Oh my God, <laughs> you just called him daddy. Uh, he's Dermont Daddy, Daddy Dermont, the DD. <laughs> so they meet for lunch. Right, because Jules has been kind of creating, stirring the pot, doing this thing. Yep. So Kimmy plans a lunch for Jules and Michaels. And Michaels? Can I say something? Yeah. I think my grandma had the same cardigan as Julia. (laughs) 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 And she was a para at a school. Shut the fuck up. I love that. That was a teacher cardigan. It had, like, sequins. Oh, it totally. Oh, that was ugly as fuck. Also, why is she there for this conversation? I thought the same thing. Why? You want to know why? 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 Because she's the buffer between both of them. Because and she, she has been. She has been this entire time. They're fine without her, but as soon as she comes <gasps> in, they don't know how to handle life without her being there. You guys, that's exactly why he called her there in the first place. Exactly. Ugh. I need a sequel to this to see how their marriage totally failed. Yeah, because yep. in this scene, too, I notice his anger. He gets, like, snippy at, like, Really Cameron angry. Diaz, and I'm like, I just call her Cameron the whole time. Yeah, I was fine. just like, oh, my God. Like, she's quitting school for your And she's, she's so passive. Yeah. The whole time. This yep. is the this is the first time she ever says like something about how she wants mm-hmm. something for herself that she's asked for for so long. Mm-hmm. Wow, we're putting a dark spin on this story. Damn. Can we also just say that we do love this movie? Yes. However, <laughs> so they I have they have. <laughs> fuck you. I'm sorry. <laughs> love you. <clears throat> Jimmy has this lunch with Jules and Michael to talk about him taking a position in her dad's company. Michael gets pissed, which we talk about. He's like, my job's not good enough. I'm not good enough. Which also makes me think, like, he's controlling. Manipulative. Yep. Masculinity is... He's he's feeling tested. He's being yep. judged. It's white privilege. Yeah. Male white privilege. White, white guilt. guilt. Kimmy reveals that she's giving up everything for him, her schooling, her career, everything she's ever known, to follow him around for some bullshit job that eventually, let's be real, he's going to end up working for her dad anyways. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So get over yourself and just do it now. Just take up the just take the fucking job. I also hate that he calls her kid. Oh, I hate that. They all sit down and he goes, You're up, kid. She is also eight years younger. So she's kind Don't of a kid, but also call your future wife a, a kid. kid. Oh, but duh. guys, also she might sort of still be a child, like twenty, and a very privileged family. She didn't. She's never had to fend for herself. Mm. No, she's this, never had to stand up for herself. This is making me not like this movie so much more. We're having a lot of epiphanies during this yeah. take. Sorry. Yeah, and it, it's just so dramatic. That whole dinner is so fucking dramatic. She scream cries, and she's like, no, everything's okay. I love you. I'll shut the fuck up. And they make up, and Jules is like, fuck. She loved it, though, when they were arguing. She was, oh, like, she smiling loved it. and stuff. I was like, Jesus. Also, how did I, like, I was so mad at Jules in the beginning, and now I'm like, she's the heroine of this entire movie. Oh, yeah, she was trying to, but also then she would have been the one f- fucking stuck with him. But she knows how to run him. Exactly. She knows how to run him. And she has great hair, so she can do whatever she wants. (laughs) Jules is so fucking pissed. She panics. And who else does she call? George. But George. George! 
George, answer, damn it! Dude, I love that the that voice, like, that voicemail plays at the little party thing. Coffee, anyone? But then he pours wine, and I was like, yeah. yes! <laughs> yes, understand. George is everyone's fucking soulmate. I know. We all need a goddamn George. Also, yes. I have to say, this is the first time I've watched it through where I realized that George has a partner. Yeah. Yeah. I did not realize that George mm-hmm. had a partner. I, I knew yes. that he was. Isn't it sad, though, they, like, couldn't get married and stuff back then? I know. I know. It's fucked up. It's like so that. fucked up. But they still, up. like, lived together and, like, called each other a couple and stuff. Okay, can I? I'm just going to throw please. this. Yes, please. I have a fact. So, George, who played Julia's gay best friend in this movie, also played a few other um, gay roles, mostly gay best friends, and then he came out in 2008. <gasps> And Hollywood stopped hiring him for those gay best friend roles. Are you fucking kidding yep, me? Yep, apparently you have to be a straight man to play a gay role. Jess has a quote. Yeah, so um, George, a.k.a. Rupert, in real life said, It was impossible to do anything else but play the gay best friend. And after a couple of gay best friends, what can you do? People get bored with it. We have in Hollywood a world where straight people can play gay parts, but a gay person does not have the same access to play a straight part. I'm sorry. Neil Patrick Harris played a whole heterosexual guy for like 10 years. And I feel like he got fucking lucky. He did. He did. He's he's the exception, not the rule. That's so dumb. That's not okay. No. All right. Can we talk about... Now I'm just bummed out. No, wait. I'm going to bring us back up because I need to talk about one of my favorite fucking scenes. Yes. Okay, the chocolate alcohol on the ground of the hotel room. Yeah, that's exactly it. So Jules... Thinks that all is lost. She gets drunk on the mini bar, and I said, "Same, <laughs> dude." They stocked that shit for her. I was so impressed. Well, yeah, I was they like, did. Yes. I want to know. Like, girl is obviously making bank, and I was like, "Fucking drink all of that." Yep. George shows up, which like, oh, fucking George, our hero. He's I the know. true hero of this movie. He really is. And I'm just like this whole scene. She's like sobbing about how she's never gonna get him she loves him so much and I'm like bitch why didn't you do anything the past fucking nine years that you've known him right didn't know what she was losing and then I wrote down or is this just about winning and I was like that makes sense that's also fair (laughs) that is so fair she seems pretty competitive so it's like she is she's not one that I would say plays well with other women nope that's what I would say but I love George fucking goes Death by minibar, how glamorous. <laughs> That's all I want to go, honestly. Seriously, please kill me. <laughs> Hideous room. Oh, God. Death by minibar, how glamorous. You flew all the way here. You mm. hate to fly. Mm. I'd love to go back this evening. We have this thing with Werner's family in the Hamptons. You're butting in. What I mean when I say she's annoyingly perfect is that there's nothing annoying about her perfection. It is, it is vulnerable and endearing. And that is annoying as shit. Oh, I like it. I didn't have to hate her. I'd adore her. This is my whole life's happiness. I have to be ruthless. He was in love with me every day for nine years. I can make him happier than she can. Yes, I am breaking her heart in the short run, but really, really doing her a gigantic favor. She would be so miserable tagging along after this insensitive doofus. Jules, do you really love him? Or is this just about winning? Seriously. In the beginning, it was mostly this prior claim. He belonged to me. But now, when I'm with him, 
He's just so wonderful. How come I never knew that when I could have had him? It's amazing the clarity that comes with psychotic jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I just have one problem in the scene. I love George. I love him to death. But there's a point where she gets up off the bed and he grabs her hair back. And I'm like... I'm sorry. Too aggressive. Too aggressive. Yeah, that looked a little aggressive because her hair is like up, and I know I know he probably mentioned like a playful wasn't meant, but like that shit hurts. Yep, and it makes me kind of think about like first of all, not okay, but second of all, that's their friendship where he, she's very aggressive and doesn't listen. Yeah, and he's like, "Bitch, listen," and he means it so full heartedly. But, but that was yeah. just kind of like I was just like, "Oh shit!" Like he just tugged and, her hair. And as they're laying there, she's just she just says, "If I didn't have to hate her, I would adore her." Yeah. Because we all adore Kimmy. I She's know. a fucking child. I didn't know she was only 20, so now I'm just Not so... only that, but Kimmy really is so sweet. She's just nothing but... Yeah. She lays back. She just takes it. She's so... She doesn't know better. She She's doesn't... 20 years She's old. 20 years old. She doesn't know better, and we love her so much, Kimmy. She's you dating a 28-year-old. <sighs> so many problems with this. <laughs> she, I want to like this movie so bad. And there are just, but there are things, and it's worth talking about those things. I still love this movie, even what, even yeah. after all of that. So, yep. she has this clarifying moment where she's like, "I just, I've loved him for nine years. I just, I don't know what I would do without him." We all need a George because he says, "The clarity that comes with psychotic jealousy." Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. For fucking real. <laughs> I was like, fuck. George, you goddamn king. Yep, but seriously, though, it's true. <laughs> and George again tells her he has to choose, and you have to tell mm -hmm. him the truth. And she said, the actual truth? Yes, honey. Yes. Yes, honey, you do. Yeah. So then we go to tux fitting. I, yeah, I said, suits. Dude, she kisses everyone on the mouth that she, like, because, <laughs> like, George walks in with her and, like, hypes her up, and they, like, kiss on the mouth. And I'm like, yes. she kiss everyone on the mouth. Honestly, I don't. I mean, we feel like that's weird in our American culture, but, like, that's not weird. This was filmed in America. <laughs> <laughs> this definitely was filmed in Chicago. <laughs> All right, well, if Julia Roberts comes and give you a kiss on the lips, would you not kiss her back? Oh, I would kiss her back entirely. Oh, Thank yeah. you. I'd be point here for that. Taken. Um, also, is he getting a handmade tux made, like, two days before his fucking wedding? Um, 100%. At first I thought it was a fitting. No, because the sleeve falls off. Michael is trying on his suit for the wedding. Jules attempts to tell him how she feels. Michael gives her the wedding ring, saying you're practically the best man anyway. Jules panics and explains that George was there to be with her, uh, because they're engaged, and he was there to, uh, f fuck me. And then, then he's like... <laughs> takes a few hours. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. But and did you know in that in this scene, it's one of the only PG-13 movies that they let that slide. I so, was going to say, they dropped an F-bomb. So you can say fuck once in a PG-13 yep. movie. A PJ. PJ. A BJ. <laughs> Pick any movie that doesn't swear and make it PG-13 and slip a fuck in it. Where would you put that Harry fuck? Potter. Yes. She was the fucking goblet of fire. <laughs> yes. 100%. You're I swear to God. fucking wizard, Harry. Yes. <laughs> yes. But that, no, but seriously, so the only reason, and they let it slide for this one because it's a rom-com, mm. but they, in, they um, in any other movie, they would make it rated R because it's it's explicitly said, it's, it's said towards a sexual action. Oh. Not just like, fuck you. It's said, like, oh, he came here to fuck me. 
Yeah, that was a little gross. Which is something that they never let slide in PG-13 movies, and so I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because fucking Julia, Julia Roberts. Roberts. <laughs> she can do whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> yes, she can. Mm-hmm. God, her suit. Her suit game is strong. It is. She's a working woman. Which I think they do, obviously, on purpose. They want to say, like, she's independent. She's strong. She's wearing pants, and the other girl's wearing dresses, like, the whole time. Exactly. She knows that she's a working girl. Aggressive versus passive. Yeah. She pulled off the pantsuit better than Hillary Clinton. Well, that's that's a stretch, but we're going to let you have it. Thank you. (laughs) Jess goes, thank you. Drop the mic. (laughs) So... She says, George and I are engaged, and he came here to fuck me. I need to add this clip in. Who's that guy? Uh, it's it's George. George, George, I've told you about George. He's my editor. What's he doing here? You working this weekend? No. Um, he's here to be with me. Why? Because he's, he's my friend. He's, he's my good friend. My best friend these days, and oh, you've been busy. So, all all of this this has been about George. I'm speechless. <laughs> well, that's Jules. Yeah. Hey, congratulations. congratulations. What? I, I told him, puppy. I mean, if we're engaged, we really shouldn't be ashamed of it. <laughs> He's racing back to New York. He just came in for a few hours to, uh, to, uh, fuck me. <sighs> Takes a few hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. So after that, we got the cab ride. Yes. She's, I said, she's fucking looking at Michael the whole time. Just like, <laughs> I fucking him. And I'm like, she is. She's I fucking him the whole movie. Well, yeah, but she doesn't want him to know. Right. So also now her poor gay bestie <laughs> is hanging out. He does the weird boob grab in the car, which I love. That because was so funny. Because he's like, fuck this. Yeah, I love it. He was getting so into it. He's like, bitch, you're with me. <laughs> they get to the church, and I just love this Yes, song. yes, yes. She's like, she goes, for the love of God, please underplay it. And he goes, hey, I'm Jules Beyonce. Yeah, because yeah, um, Kimmy comes up, and she's like, ah. Because then he, then he goes back, he goes, and he slaps Kimmy in the ass. <laughs> he's so funny in that scene. I was dying. Kimmy is so excited because finally, she, the competition she thought she had is mm-hmm. seemingly taken. <laughs> seemingly. Yeah, and Kimmy is so excited. And she's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I just, I don't, I don't. And then George just goes, it's just so against God's plan. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. It's so funny. Because he's, I love that scene. Because he's so gay. He's so gay. <laughs> it's so funny. Boy, same. <laughs> they go to this lunch, which I can only assume is part of the wedding because the entire fucking family is there. I said crab lunch, question mark. Yes. Also, they slut shame her. That was rude. Yeah, they did. They said, all those men in your life. And it's like, fuck you, dude. Well, fuck you. And also, she, she had a lot of men, of her, men in her life, and I'm proud of her. And... How did you know that the man of the dreams was right in front of you? And, and she's staring at him. And then George is like, 
Yep, me. That's me. She's talking about me. Yeah, like, like <laughs> leans in like, she's talking about me. Okay. So George tells the whole family they met at a mental institution. <laughs> that was insane. I was like, what the fuck? She had sent a, a chef there for some bad review, and he was visiting Dion Warwick, Whitney Houston's aunt. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, again, I should have watched this movie high. It would have made so much more sense. I was just like, what is going on here? I loved it so much. In my opinion, this is the best scene of the whole fucking movie. Okay. Yes. How did you and Julianne meet? George is my editor. Yes. Oh. <clears throat> but Poopy, we met long time before that. <laughs> Actually, it's a very romantic story. Would would you like to tell it, Sweepy? No, it's private. Oh, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I first met Julianne in a mental institution. Julianne was there visiting some French chef she'd sent insane with a bad review. And I was there visiting Dionne Warwick. Dionne Warwick? Well, yes, he thought he was Dionne Warwick. Who is Dionne Warwick? Oh, sacrilege, darling. She's Whitney Houston's aunt. She's very good on the Psychic Friends Network, oh. isn't she? Do you know the way to San Jose? La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> So, there I was with Dion, whose real name, by the way, is Jerry. We're having one hell of a sing-song. And suddenly, breezing through the doors from the electric shock therapy room, I saw her. A vision. Pink. Pink. You don't wear pink. <laughs> oh, she does, Michael. Sometimes she does wear pink. George. You do. I do. <laughs> I said to Dion, <laughs> Dion, who is this vision? Qu'est-ce que c'est cette vision? Surely she must be the understudy to some fabulous Broadway star. I mean, look at her skin. George. Who does her hair? Please. And in that moment, I knew. Okay, we don't all need to know what yes, you know. Yes, we do. I'm very curious. I do. I knew that someday it would end up like this. Like some glittering... Doris Day, Rock Hudson, extravaganza. I said to Dion, Dion, I'm in love. Could this siren love me? Are the gods that kind? And Dion <laughs> turned to me, opened her lovely eyes and said, What did she say? The moment I wake up. <laughs> oh. Before I put on my makeup. I say a little prayer for you. <laughs> <laughs> the moment I wake up. <laughs> before I put on my makeup. I say a little prayer for you. Best fucking scene. And watching it now, older and watching it with more intention, I think I'm in love with George. Who isn't? I was gonna say, what? George is fucking amazing. And he just like rules that entire scene. The entire movie. Well, mostly the entire movie. She has to say goodbye to George. Like, she knows that it's time for him to go home. She has to tell Michael that, like, mm -hmm. make up some excuse for why they're not together. Mm hmm. George is flying back home and tells Jules to tell Michael that she loves him 
He's like, bite the bowl at Jules. And Jules is like fucking terrified. And she's like, yeah, but what will he do? And George says, he'll choose Kimmy. Yeah. He'll choose Kimmy. And you'll be able to just move on and live your life. Besties. Because that's what a best friend does. They tell you what the fuck is up, and they tell you before you even know. Yeah, but except all that's eliminated, the next fucking scene, because... The fucking boat scene. Well, before that even, they're like... He's like, oh, when you told me you were engaged, I had this... Oh, he got jealous. Yeah, and he's like, I was crazy jealous. And I was like, fuck, you don't say that. Like, she's finally ready. Yeah. He was, you guys. Like, think think about him. (laughs) 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 Fucking Gollum just came out. I just don't understand. He's a human. He has emotions. Like, also, and then he's like, let's have some lo- alone time together. I'm like, oh, alone time together with the friend you're probably in love with the day before your wedding? Sweet. And the, the alone time that he wants is on is on this boat that Brianne's about to talk about. He wants that alone time because he's wanting her to say, like, I love you in that moment. He's ready to leave at this point. He's ready to, like, all right, Jules, it's you and me. We're going to, like... We're just going to leave. Tell me why this isn't right. Yep. They're going to fuck. That's what I wrote on here. <laughs> Are they going to fuck? They're going to fuck. So Michael explains that he was jealous when he thought the Jules and George were, were seeing each other. Mm-hmm. They have this beautiful moment on the boat where I, I have to put this scene in here because it just fucking kills me. I cried at this time. I've been thinking a lot the last couple of days. About us, I mean. Have you? Well, there are a lot of memories to choose from, I guess. It's more than that. I mean, it's it's kind of embarrassing to say it this way, but you've sort of been, you know, the woman in my life. You've been the man in mine. And I was thinking this could be our last time uh, alone, together, you know. Except for that hot affair we'll have twice a year. Except for that. I mean, you commit to this wedding, and then, and then it seems like this momentum, and and then you forget you chose it. You and I didn't, I mean, in our relationships with other people, we didn't use the word love a lot, did we? Kimmy says, if you love someone, you say it. You say it right then, out loud. Otherwise, the moment just passes you by. If you love someone, you say it, mm-hmm. or the moment just passes you by. And it did, you dumb bitch. <laughs> and it did because she couldn't fucking say it. No. She could. She's too, she's, she, again, because she's not down with the ecky love stuff. She's a very independent woman. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need men. 
to like have this moment with this guy was just too much. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's a part of her that knows that isn't the right fit. Mm. Oh, doom! Maybe. <sighs> maybe. Fucking maybe. But then after that, she realizes she fucked up because this is the office scene. Oh, that computer that she goes on stresses me out. <laughs> that old Computers school. looked like that, dude. It stresses me out. It looks so bad. So I, I, I just wrote, what's this bitch doing now? <laughs> I wrote, this looks like back when my email was Silver Bubbles 88. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> your email was Silver Bubbles 88? It's the first time you could have a computer in your home. I mean, like, I had, AO, like, MSN and shit, too. But oh, no, honey, was, like, this was only, it was only MSN, and it was only email, and I would get up in the morning, and I would email my friend and be like, what are you wearing today? And we would just keep clicking refresh until one of us knew the response. And if we didn't know, we just fucking wore whatever we were fucking wearing. God, that stresses me out. Yep. <laughs> that was middle school, baby. Uh, ours was... Baby. <laughs> baby. Yeah, no. <laughs> So Jules is desperate. She goes to Kimmy's father's office to send out an email from his computer to assure that Michael gets fired from his job, destroying the wedding. She saves the email, right? Because Mm -hmm. she's like, I'm not a fucking demon. I can't send this email. But Mr. Wallace has it sent out unknowingly. Also, this is when she tries on the wedding band and gets it stuck on her finger. She sure does. That's like something of my nightmare. (laughs) I did write again. Love her power suit. Dude, her fucking hair. I know. I want it. Moral of the story, we all love Julia Roberts. It's true. She's goddamn quick. She turned us all gay. She did. Well, what? (laughs) I'm not wrong. She turned just gay. I was going to say, I just want her hair. (laughs) But I appreciate her as a human. She looks nice. I want want to know how old she was in this movie. Oh, should we look it up? Look it up. While you're looking up how old Julia Roberts is, we have this next scene where Julia realizes that she needs to get that email sent out, right? All of a sudden, she's fucking fucking paranoid about this. She and Michael don't have the right key, so they go back to his hotel to find it, and he gets the email from his boss because the front desk prints out whatever and, like, gives messages. So he gets this message, and, you know, while they're... But before that, while they're at the building, he says... Give it up, kid. You can't win them all. And that broke my fucking heart. It really did. I was thinking, like, you don't even know, Michael. Like, you you don't even know how broken she is right now. Over you. Over you. I can't find it, so I don't give a fuck. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> she she says, maybe it's a congratulations. Like, she has no idea this email was sent. She yeah. has She thought, like, fuck it. It's over. Life goes on. I'm just going to have to live with this, which happens over and over and over in this movie where she's like, fine, I have to give up. Out. Like, I have to give up. I have to give up. I have to give up. But if, if there's ever like a just a, a little hint, glimmer of hope, she goes for it. Mickey, what do you think about that? The email? I think I said I was still kind of confused about what was going on with that whole email thing. Uh, but like, e- Emails were different um, in the early 90s. Well, uh, yeah, I guess. But I was just like... I don't know. I didn't know what to think. And then she had that whole weird scene with that hotel worker. Oh, yes. So Jules feels terrible. She she thinks yeah. she's a terrible person. She feels like shit. Uh, but in the scene, she's 
one, I say, because yeah. technically, I don't know, she and Michael can just now leave together because... Mm-hmm. But is that what she actually wants? Right. Like, this is, I think there's a moment here where she's very sad for what she's done, and she's also in this realization where she goes, fuck, do I even really want mm-hmm. to be with him? Yeah. But then he opens the door, she falls over, and he says, I'm so glad you're here. I don't know what I would do without you. But I do love this scene, and I don't... Why do I recognize the guy with the luggage? He's okay. in a lot of movies. Yeah. yeah, I did too. I wrote that down too. I was like, I know that dude. There's that Amanda Bynes movie. He's a comedian. Okay. That's all I know. Because I think he's been in, like, some roast and shit too. Yeah. But that- I love how he... There's this passing moment where he says, this too shall pass. Yeah. And it's and it's just one of those things where you're like, this is just a crossroads, and yep. you're gonna be fine. Yeah, okay, I fucking loved that. Yeah. Also, uh, when he asked about the ring, and she's like, I tried it, <gasps> and he just sucks it right off. I was like, what that mouth do, bro? I, <laughs> no, this is this is where I put soaked panties. Yeah, he just like sucked it off. I was like, mm, <laughs> what else that mouth do? <laughs> what that mouth do, baby? What that mouth do? <laughs> Oh God! What are, you, then, what, are, what are your two cents, Jess? Are you? <laughs> I'm sucking it off. <laughs> um, no, I was gonna say that I, uh, <clears throat> I've definitely tried to do that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds so sexual. <laughs> okay, trying to do what to yourself? Taking your ring off oh, with your mouth, and it totally works. <laughs> oh my God! Wait, I'm gonna try it right now. So Jess just I'm admitted. Gonna... Jess just admitted that she sucks herself <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try it with my pinky ring. Oh god, here we go. I gotta put no, it up though a little bit. No, 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 no you gotta right put it all the way to the bottom. Base. Oh god. She's Suck sucking from, from the base. base. Guys, I have a really bad gig. <laughs> She's gonna vomit. Do you want me to do it? No. <laughs> oh god, please don't. <laughs> oh, here we go. Suck, 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 suck. Ow! <laughs> but she no, did it. It I totally did. worked. But she did it. I was so scared I was gonna swallow that. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? It does work though. You gotta. You grab it with your teeth and you go, I know. Eh. Yeah. Well, look at that. I just sucked a ring off my finger on a podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. <laughs> All thanks to Daddy German. Mm. <laughs> yas, queen. He's heartbroken. He says, fuck it. It's off. I don't know. Maybe we'll go to New York. We'll go to mm-hmm. Tucson. We'll just, we'll spend time together. And she's like, fucking, all right, sweet. Until the next fucking day. <laughs> she wakes up to a knock on her hotel room door. Right? And in, and in sound effects now. Ooh. The wedding brunch is still on. Mm-hmm. She panics and runs out the fucking door to find Michael. Yeah, panicking because she wears two fucking sunglasses. I saw that one too. One on her face and, and one on her, her fucking hair. head. That's called fashion. Okay, but then there was one point where she had one on and then one in her shirt. Yep. And then she puts the glasses right on her head. And I'm like, why does she have two sunglasses right now? Exactly. Fashion. Okay, but her hair looked really great, so it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> That's one thing I noted, too. I said... What the fuck, though? <clears throat> the sunglasses on and sunglasses in her hair at the same time. Feeling it. Okay. I think they're actually the same pair of sunglasses. Is that, like, a 90s thing? Do people do that? I think they just fucked up, like, in the movie, and they oh. just had two pairs. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Okay. Again, she looked fucking amazing. She has this, like, crop top green shirt mm. and the black pants. I was like, okay. still would rock that today. Yep. I wrote that down, too. Wait. No, 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 no. Wait, first I said, the birds in the background of the scene are fucking annoying. <laughs> it's when she's talking about the jello and the creme brulee. Okay, we're getting to that. Okay. Fuck yes, yes, we are. That crop top and high-waisted pants, oof. 
Oof. Gorgeous. Back in style, yo. Gorgeous. She's gorgeous, She's darling. gorgeous, darling. She finds Michael and she says, have you changed your mind? Do you want to marry Kimmy? It breaks my fucking heart. And he essentially says, please go find Kimmy. I, I don't think this is done. Figure this shit out. And that's where she talks to her. And she says, maybe Michael doesn't want creme brulee. You're never going to be jello. He's sort of wondering why you haven't told your parents that the wedding's off. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm still hoping for a miracle, I suppose. I mean, how could he think that my father and I would do such a thing? I only minored in psych, you understand. Maybe Michael couldn't commit to this marriage, so he created a delusion, produced an unconscious psychosomatic manifestation of... of I'm better with food. <laughs> okay. You're Michael. You're in a fancy French restaurant. You order... Creme brulee for dessert. It's beautiful. It's sweet. It's irritatingly perfect. Suddenly, Michael realizes he doesn't want creme brulee. He wants something else. What does he want? Jello. Jello? Why does he want jello? Because he's comfortable with jello. Jello makes him comfortable. I realize compared to creme brulee, it's jello, but maybe that's what he needs. I could be jello. No. Creme brulee can never be jello. You could never be jello. Have to be jello. You're never gonna be jello. But I need to be jello. Y'all never gonna be jello. I just, I love the way that she's like, she's like so blunt about it because now she thinks she has an in again. Yep. Exactly. But she doesn't. Like, and then I also wrote, why do these assholes keep trusting Julia when it's obvious she's the one behind it? Like all this shit went down when she showed up. Can I just say, I'm going to shit on Michael a little bit here because yes. he's the one who's leading her on. Yep. The entire movie. Yep. The entire movie. Yep. yep. So, like, yes, he's in love with Kimmy, but he doesn't want to lose Julianne. But he doesn't know how to have a friendship with her. Yep. Exactly. And I think he, they finally find that balance at the end. But it just fucking sucks to yeah, watch it, it happen. Yup. <laughs> so after talking to Kimmy, Jules finds Michael and says that Kimmy is crazy about him and the wedding is back on. This is the helium song. <laughs> Which I just love. Do we need to add that in here, too? I yes, think we do. please do. Where they're inhaling helium and they sing. She's crazy about you. Like a night in the forest. Like the mountains in springtime. Like a walk in six o'clock if she'll still have me please I'll be right right back It's just the best. 
And as the helium is happening, this adorable song, he tells Jules, tell her I'll marry her at six if she'll still have me. Jules is dying right now. Dying. She can't, she doesn't even know what the fuck to do. She's like, fuck, here we go again. Lost it, like lost him again. Mm -hmm. We should count how many times Jules has lost Michael throughout this entire movie. I know. So then Jules finds Kimmy and just says, he says, marry me. And she's excited. And she's ready. She tackles Julianne. (laughs) And the next thing we see is her last final ditch effort to win Mm -hmm. him back in the gazebo. Let me make you happy. God. Pick me. Choose me. Ugh. Thank God you were here. Yeah. I got so confused. It happens. Got a minute? Well, I have to say this quick, or I'm just going to have this massive coronary, and then you'll never hear it, and you have to. This is by far the dumbest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Uh, So dumb, in fact, uh, that I can't. Oh, but I'm going to. Michael, I love you. I've loved you for nine years. I've just been too arrogant and scared to realize it. And well, now I'm just scared. So I I, I realize this comes at a very inopportune time, but I really have this gigantic favor to ask of you. Choose me, marry me, let me make you happy. That sounds like three favors, doesn't it? I love you. I loved you for nine years. Ugh. She kisses him. Always a bad sign when you make out with another woman on your wedding day. <laughs> yeah, but she was all in on that kiss, and, and he, he wasn't. wasn't her, he wasn't no. kissing her back. No. Like not even a little bit. No. And Kimmy sees she fucking bolts. Dude, I screamed at that part because I thought I thought like, oh, movie over. Yeah, they're gonna get together. Nope. Nope. And then I was like, oh shit. Then we have this Michael and Kimmy yeah. and Jules chase. Michael. Yes. So many 90s boobies flying during this run. Dude, they just, never wore bras. Just dun, 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 so many a, titties. She got into a bakery truck? She took the bread truck. <laughs> that was the only good Samaritan. Yeah, true. And then she calls George. Do you want to George! Hear? Please tell me what you think. I said, okay, her calling her best friend while chasing Michael down was some shit I would do to Brie Carly. <laughs> 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 I got this motherfucker! <laughs> You know the person that would talk you down, though? Well, no. maybe. No, I'd probably no. be like, bitch, you're fine. It would be Carly yeah. or anything. Yeah. And her and Emily would be like, yes, go get him! I'd, I'd be way too amped. Yeah. I would be a, I would never be a, I, everyone wants to be a George. I would never be a solid no. George. You and Emily are pretty similar. You guys would both be like, go get him! Get him, get him! And you, Carly would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Carly would be like, bitch, who's chasing you? <laughs> and I'd be like, nobody, but that's not the point! Exactly. And I think, like, first of all, I said... Is he listening to a porno book? 
in the library? With, like, I think there was he, a read aloud. I feel like that was his partner yeah, I think it was reading aloud. <gasps> Shut up. Yeah. Oh my God, I love that even more. <laughs> but then he does. He goes, Jules, who is chasing you? The tonnage of years of anguish, sacrifice. Yes. It is not going well. This is what comes of telling the truth, or even part of it. You know, getting what you deserve isn't fair. Where are you? I have stolen a bread van, and I'm chasing Michael down Michigan Avenue. George, this is all your fault. I, I, I told him the truth. I said that I loved him, and I kissed him, and this is what's happened. Jules, a question. When you kissed Michael... Did he kiss you back? What do you mean? We were lip to lip. I mean, was there anything on the other side of that kiss that leads you to believe that this chase will end happily? That's beside the point. We were interrupted. Who interrupted you? Kimmy. She ruined everything. And Michael started chasing her before he could answer me. Michael's chasing Kimmy. Yes. You're chasing Michael. Yes. Who's chasing you? Nobody. Get it? There's your answer, Kimmy. No. Yes. Jules, you are not the one. Nobody, nobody. Nobody. I love how you take the low notes. It's great. Thank you. I got you. <laughs> Jules finds Michael at the train station. Oh, I hate this scene. It just makes me so Where he first Where he first proposed to Kimmy. Ugh, look at I'm like stripping. I know. Him. She's so literally getting naked because she's sweating <sighs> She admits to the email. She is crying, which breaks my fucking heart because she's such a good actress. And she just says, I'm pond scum. And he's like, no, you're worse. You're the pus that infects the mucus, that cruds up the mucus, that feeds on the pond scum. And I just, he is so fucking hurt during this. And then she goes, but it still makes me pond scum. (laughs) And because he said... But also, thank you for loving, loving me that, that much. much. I wrote that down. Then she's like, except it makes me fungus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still, that line, but that was, that thank was, you for loving me that much. Just And that's when you realize, like, they're, she's they, not into it. they are two real human beings that are struggling with a friendship and a love and moving on past whatever the fuck that was for nine years. Yeah. And being able to... To love each other in a different way. And it's, like, so fucking real that this is where we see the breaking point where Jules can finally accept that and help him find the love of his life that is Kimmy. Jules calls home. She realizes that she's just fucked, so she calls Ki- she calls Kimmy at home. She's not there, but guess who is? The ice sculpture of David. Oh, my yes! God! <laughs> so fucking, fucking funny! funny. That one of the cousins was trying to suck the David's ice sculpture's dick. <laughs> you know the other one, like, had it as a joke, Yeah, though. Like, I bet you won't do it. Oh, 100%. And then she's on the phone, like, yeah, this dumb bitch did it. <laughs> I just love it so I much. Love- and it's, like, fucking landline. <laughs> I love it. She's so catty. That was, oh, my God. Oh, I love it so much. So they decide to split up because she's not at home. So Michael and Jules are going to split up. Yeah. And they're going to look at different places. And, of course... Jules goes to the baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. She gets a heads up from one of the cousins. Yes. So that's why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's eating her heart out at whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever. Uh-huh. So she goes there. And she finds Kimmy in the bathroom stall. Mm. And this is the first time we see Kimmy at all upset. At all. Because she is just so sweet and put together. And I was like, yes, bitch. For the first time. Get mad. For the first time Stand up for yourself. Kimmy, Kimmy, I know you're in here. The guards saw you come in. 
Just leave me alone, you bitch! Kimmy. Who the hell do you think you are? Catfight! You came here pretending to be my friend, and I made you my maid of honor! Who asked you to do that? You knew me, what, eight minutes? Michael trusted you, so I trusted you. You wanted to keep me close. You didn't trust me for a second. I was right. Well, of course you were right, but that's not my fault. You kissed him at my parents' house oh. on my wedding day. Yes. Tramp. Shut up. Now, I love this man, and there is no way that I'm going to give him up to some two-faced, big-haired food critic. <laughs> Tried to steal him. Oh. I lost. And she did. And honestly, I wish the two of them would have just walked out as best friends at this point. But, like, we're going to keep going. I love that people are just watching their fight. That would be me. I'd be the person, like, hanging in the background just like, oh, shit. <laughs> Cat fight. Yep. Yes. But I love that the punchline is, like, you big-haired food critic. Yes. <laughs> so I was like... <laughs> I feel like you could have come up Got with something better. better. But that's how sweet she is. No. God, she's too goddamn sweet. Can't even just, like, call her an asshole. Nope. But then Jules calms her down, and, and she says, I kissed him. I tried to steal him. I lost. Yep. He doesn't love me. He loves you. And she goes on to say that if there's one thing she can do to remedy everything that she's ever done she wants to bring her to that church and marry the man that they both love oh fuck why am i like tearing up again i know i know god damn it i know i so, just want to know how she stole the wedding but you know that's just honestly rom-com i guess so also we, who the fuck gets married at 6 p.m i'm sorry i know that's dinner time that's a long ass day it's, They've had a long day. And I said, that looks very Catholic, so that would be a long-ass wedding. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> also, at church. So many relatives getting kissed on the mouth. Again. So many. It's incestual. It's fine. Oh. <laughs> the only thing I have, I have a takeaway from that wedding, other than it being looking very Catholic, is that Dermot looks hot as hell, mm-hmm. as always. Why does Julia Roberts' dress have flowers by her armpits? Did oh shit! I didn't notice even notice like, that. Here. No, it was straight up just like in the in the right, bits. right here. And I'm like, why are, are there? Whatever, it doesn't matter. But I was just very confusion. I was very confusioned. Yeah, that's oh, not that's another fake word we're gonna add I am in. Confusion it's from a vine. You don't understand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that reception. We get to the reception. I, I know. I fucking cried because. Julia Roberts is literally the most goddamn best actress that has ever walked this earth, so fuck anyone who disagrees. Mm -hmm. Yep. And she admits, my best friend has found the best woman. And then she gives her the song. And for their wedding gift, because she was such last minute, she got them the song that was her song. And she's like, this is on loan until you find one that's yours. Mm -hmm. And the two sluts sing it. And I love that the two sluts sing it. And I just said, you gotta love that the slut cousins under Dude, they're good singing. singers. They good were for them. so good. <laughs> I was like, damn. Also, the wedding dress was kind of ugly. So. 
it was terrible, but it was so 90s. And her hair was cute. I love the little, like, French Oh, that thing. was so cute. Was cute. And her little bang swiped over. Ugh. Ugh. Jules chases them out as they leave for their honeymoon. I thought she was going to fuck it up one more time. I was like, no, bitch. No, she no was, bitch. She was looking for that last goodbye. And Michael has one last goodbye because they're best friends. Okay. And they realize that they're best friends. And also that send-off, I fucking want that at mine. Fuck yes. Fireworks. Those look Going like, down a, like, trail. Yes. That's what I want. We'll make that happen. No, Alex. Alex. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> The best scene. We'll start a fire. What? <laughs> the second best scene of this whole movie. Jules gets a call oh, at the table, yeah. and George is back. I just love that he calls her and is like, "Oh, you're just sitting there in your lavender dress," and she's like, "I'm gonna tell you my dress was lavender," and he's just hyping it up, hyping it up like a deer in heat, whatever, just like it's running so around. Funny, and sees even though you him. think he might be seriously. Gay. Gay. <laughs> like most attractive single men his age are. I said, I love it. What the hell? Life goes on. Maybe there won't be marriage. Maybe there won't be sex. But by God, there will be dancing. Hello, George. Hey, gorgeous. Having a good time? Not particularly, but. I did what I came to do. What, you spit them up? No, I said goodbye. Good girl. Proud of you. Be proud of still if you were dancing. <laughs> I have big plans for dancing. Just give me 30, 35 years. Oh, the misery, the exquisite tragedy, the Susan Haywood of it all. <laughs> I can just picture you there sitting alone at your table in your lavender gown. Did I tell you my gown was lavender? Hair swept up, you haven't touched your cake. Mm. Probably drumming your fingernails on the white linen tablecloth. Where you do when you're really feeling down. Perhaps even looking at those nails thinking, God, I should have stopped in all my evil plotting to have that manicure. But it's too late now. George, I didn't tell you my dress was lavender. Suddenly, a familiar song. The moment I wake up, before then you're off your chair in one exquisite movement. Wandering, searching, sniffing the wind like a dappled deer. Has God heard your little prayer? Will Cinderella dance again? And then, suddenly, the crowds part. And there he is. Sleek, stylish, Radiant with charisma. Bizarrely, he's on the telephone. But then, so are you. And he comes towards you. The moves of a jungle cat. And although you quite correctly sense that he is... Like most devastatingly handsome single men of his age are... You think... What the hell? Life goes on. Maybe there won't be marriage. Maybe there won't be sex. But by God, I'll be dancing. Best friends for the world. Everyone deserves a best friend like George. That would come to a wedding in June. 100%. Okay, I need ratings. Okay. Give us your rating, Mickey. Well, okay. So, my summary first. 
Yes. Not the ending I expected. Totes thought they would get together at the end. It was a classic little 90s rom-com. I'm glad I watch it and understand all the references and the hype and stuff. She did cry a little bit, too. I did. I cried. Okay, no, that's my rating. So my rating is is um, Julia Roberts' glorious curly red hair and two crying sessions. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it was it was good. All right, so my rating, one large 90s cell phone, <laughs> <laughs> a best friend, George, and a group karaoke song featuring lobster dancers. And then now, Jessica, give us your rating, my dear. I can't remember what we came up with. I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 for the best breakup movie. And also a big high five for just understanding life and friendship and marriage and that what you know and you think you know might not be <laughs> right. A a fucking men. men to that. A fucking men, dude. Yeah. But that being said, we are so thankful that you're here to listen to us ramble yeah. about goddamn bullshit. We'll be back next week with another movie of Mickey's Choice. Thank you, Jessica, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. We fucking adore you, and we cannot wait to have you back again. Someday she's going to be back because we love her. You are uh, listening to String Queens, and you can find us on... Everywhere now! Fucking everywhere. Anywhere you stream podcasts. We're good enough for Apple Podcasts because we figure out how to do it. (laughs) And... You can follow us on social media, whether that's Instagram or Twitter or Facebook mm-hmm. for your old fucks. <laughs> that's what we do. We're here for all ages, except for children. Yo, yeah, do not let your children listen to this. We say fuck a lot, and I apologize. <laughs> we that being said, love seeing back. That being said, we love you. Love you. Thank you so much for supporting us. Yay. Bye. 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 That was fun. That was a really good one, you guys. Okay. Wishing and hoping and thinking and praying, planning and dreaming each night of his charms that won't get you into his arms. So if you're looking to find love, you can share. All you gotta do is hold him and kiss him and love him. Show him